Today's guest is Thanks to Podmatch, a great site for podcast hosts to make a profile where they can talk about their shows and podcast guests make a profile to talk about how they would serve your audience, sharing their books, stories, service, and services. Podmatch is great for that and more, like getting paid for those interviews through their affiliate program. If you like to contact me or today's guest, you can use my link podmatch.com slash sign up slash life with Francie, which will be in the description of this episode. Hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hello and welcome to Life with Francie podcast, a place where you will find all kinds of conversations like mental health, self-care, self-love, trauma, habits, and more. With this podcast, I want to create a community where we support one another to get to the next level in personal life and business life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Now, let's get this show started. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of talking to Kevin. Kevin is a CEO, founder, and co-host of The Next Level of University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with more than a thousand episodes reaching over half a million people in more than 125 countries. Holy moly. <laughs> he believes in his heart. Uh, he is, uh, sorry, he believes in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement and teaching others on how to get to the next level. So, you know, I'm excited to start this conversation. Welcome, Kevin. Francie, so what is life with Kevin? Thank you so much for having me, Francie. I appreciate it very much. Life with Kevin is mayhem. It's there's a there's a lot of uh, this is what has to get done by this time. This is where you have to be on camera. And these are a bunch of things going on behind the scenes. So life with Kevin is definitely the most fulfilling journey, but also one of the most challenging journeys I can imagine just because of everything going on, but I wouldn't trade it for the world if I could. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Tell me about your podcast. I just love, <laughs> I can go on. I know that you got some mental health stuff to talk about too, but I'm just, podcast is my jam. <laughs> uh, what was um, your mission? Like, how did you start it, that passion for podcasting? Yeah. So I, uh, it's interesting. I was quote unquote successful by all outside standards. I had a high paying job and I had every, you know, beautiful girlfriend, sports car, all that stuff. And I realized that after I made the most money I had ever made, that I wasn't happy. I was miserable. I was, I was depressed. I was anxious. I was uncertain. I was insecure. So I realized that for most of my life, I had lived unconsciously, just kind of going through the, the motions, letting life take me where it would. The opposite of unconscious was hyperconscious. And I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast because I just wanted to have deep conversations, very much like you and I are going to do today. I wanted to talk to people about what was real. Like, what are your real fears? Not what do you want people to think you're afraid of, but like, what are you really afraid of? Or what do you really love that you're embarrassed to love? Like, I really wanted to have deep, authentic conversations with people. And that's where it all started for me. And I think it came from a place of me wanting to understand myself at a deeper level. I was sick of asking myself, why don't I know myself? Like, why does it seem like I'm a stranger to myself? I want to learn more. So it all came from that. And it's grown 
you know, way more than I ever expected it to, which is awesome. But it all started from a place of impact. I wanted to help people. I wanted people to be able to look in the mirror and understand themselves at a deeper level, because I believe when you can understand yourself at a deeper level, you can understand everything at a deeper level. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's like I'm talking to myself in a male version. I never have this kind of conversations with males. So I'm so excited about this. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I started, you know. First of all, I don't shut up. Like, I don't even know how people are like, oh, you're so great at interviews. <laughs> but I don't shut up. So I was like, okay, why not have a podcast? But yeah, I have like those deep conversations with my inner circle. But I know that there's more people having it out there. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's pretty much me. Uh, so, yeah. Tell me more about you. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up in a household that was predominantly women. So I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't know my dad. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So for most of my life, I was very angry. I didn't understand why I was angry. I didn't understand why my dad left. That created many chips on my shoulder. I think a lot of those helped me get to where I am. So I'm very grateful for them now in retrospect, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Francie, like all of my friends wanted to go to college and they're all applying to colleges. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to go to college. That is not for me. I don't want to go that route. So I just jobbed hopped from time, like this job to this job, to this job, to this job. And I eventually found a good job where I got paid a lot of money to do something called weatherization. So we would make buildings more energy efficient. That was my job in a nutshell. But I worked on state and government contracts. So I got anywhere from 60 to $120 an hour, depending on where I was working. Somebody that's 25 and has no college degree, like I'll take that. That's really good. That's really good money. But I ended up being very miserable. I ended up getting very burnt out because I spent so much time on the road because most of our jobs were out of state. The year I made the most money, I spent 10 months living in hotels. 10 months out of the, the year, every single week, I was in a different state, in a different hotel, working a different shift, like driving anywhere from six to 12 hours to the job site. It just was too much. And it got to the point where I actually was suicidal. I was, I was having suicidal ideations because I, was, I felt so stuck. I felt so trapped. I felt so I felt so stuck in the present that I didn't believe I had a brighter future and I didn't know what to do. I mean, I had this podcast, but it, it wasn't paying me anything. I wasn't going to make any money with it, but I knew that I wanted to have conversations with people. And I just, I just went beyond my breaking point. So I ended up leaving that job three or four months later. And then I became a very, very broke entrepreneur for the next three years. And we've been lucky enough and, and I'll say we've worked hard enough to build what we've built, but it really, for me, was like, it's kind of a whirlwind to talk about because I never I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I never wanted to be a business owner. I never wanted to be a podcaster until I started one. So it's it's interesting for me, but I'm just, I'm happy to be able to impact people. That's That's who I am at the end of the day is I'm somebody who likes to help. And podcasting just happens to be the vehicle. But I, I've always loved helping people. That's always been something I've enjoyed. And it's something that if I can do that for the rest of my life, I'd say I'm, I'm living a pretty, pretty darn good life. 
Wow. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah, no, me on the opposite hand, I say that I work for a corporation, but mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur and mm -hmm. my corporate job does not um, switch my identity, you know, mm -hmm. the, of being an entrepreneur. I work 12 to, uh, well, now because I'm not on, on the overtime desire list, it's 10, uh, 8 to 10 hours. Mm -hmm. When I'm on the overtime desire list, it's 12 to 14 hours. Mm. So yeah, while creating a podcast, so I'm in the middle of what you were yeah. talking about that you were doing in the past, I'm still in it. Yeah. <laughs> and what stops me is like the limiting beliefs and self-doubt and all of mental health issues. Yeah. I can understand about anger. I met my biological father when I was nine. And I got abandoned like multiple times after mm. that. So in that way, you can compare to that. Thank God for you. You met him on 27. I don't know if it worked out or not, but at least you didn't have um, all the messed up stuff yeah. from adults that shouldn't yeah. be parents. Yeah. <laughs> and are you an only child? I am. There's oh, only... I'm so sorry. No, no. I, I think in like it's it's interesting because in the time when it's happening, it really sucks. Yes. You know, it really sucks. But now I'm at the point where, so I had the opportunity to meet my dad and you know what happened to me, Francie, and this is, this is interesting. I realized that the man sitting across the table from me doesn't have a great life and probably isn't super happy and definitely isn't fulfilled. And his personal development set point is way lower than mine. So I was able to empathize and really forgive. I mean, that's really what me meeting my dad did. It didn't necessarily build a relationship, and I'm happy to talk about that, but it was more along the lines of now I get to choose. Now, at least my awareness is high enough to know what's going on here. Now I get to choose whether or not I want to continue this relationship. And it helped me look at him as a human being that, I, you know, it's easy to take stuff like that personally. And it helped me not. Like he had his own junk going on. He had his own problems going on. You know, did he mean to hurt me? No. Did he hurt me? Yes. But I was able to forgive based on meeting him and getting to empathize with him. And then I chose not to continue that relationship. I, you know, it's this interesting thing where this person is supposed to be my father and they're supposed to fit a certain place in my life. I am very busy. There's a lot going on in my life. I'm not the type of person, and I don't mean any ego when I say this, I'm not the type of person you can just call on a Tuesday and get me to answer the phone. Like I'm on an interview or I'm on a coaching call or I'm on a business meeting. And I don't know that I was prepared to really, really guide my father into having a relationship with me because it wouldn't be a normal father-son relationship anyway. So it definitely helped me heal. It helped me understand myself and him at a deeper level. And it gave me the opportunity to make the choice, which I ended up making in the way that I felt was best for me. Thank you so much for sharing. And I'm sorry, it just my trigger. No, no, <laughs> my bad. no, you're good. You're good. I'm an open book, Francie. I'm happy to talk about anything. And I love that. I am too. Mm -hmm. But I'm not on that level where you're at. You're giving me hope right now mm. to get to that level. I've done so this a lot, Francie. I've done this, you know. <laughs> We're looking at probably like 1500 episodes. So I've told my story. Wow. I've told my story so many times. And this is the other thing too. I've gotten really good. And obviously I've gotten negative feedback, but I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback of, oh, wow. 
the fact that you told your story makes me think of my story in a different way. So for me, it's just worth it. And, and this isn't my saying, I think, I don't remember who said this, but so you have to think about it from the aspect of, is it an open wound or is it a scar? It's you Mm. do not share scars. You, sorry, you do not share open wounds. You can share scars if you feel safe, but sharing an open wound is dangerous because it's not healed yet. So that's a good way to look at it. For me, it's a scar. I'm very happy to talk about that. That, So that helps. I think that helps people. Yeah. Yeah. What a difference. Not not my saying, not my saying. I can't take credit for it. (laughs) Awesome. Love (laughs) that you say that. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) No, and oh my gosh, over a thousand episodes. I can't even imagine. I'm thinking about it. I'm on like episodes. I don't know which one is this one, but it's over 70. Congrats. And that, thank you. And now I'm like, okay, am I ready? So I did tell my story on another podcast but with a different name Mm. so just to get it out there so Mm -hmm. but I still got some inner work but oh my gosh how do you do over a thousand episodes on your (laughs) podcast (laughs) it's it's from the place of it's from the place of impact you know it's 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 not about me as much as I at the beginning I wanted it to be about me and I wanted to like get on the microphone and say oh this is what I want to talk about and and I get to talk about what I want to talk about, but it's not, it's not about me. I, that's the best way to explain it is we got here because I want to get to the most successful podcast in the world. So this is just, it's like, if you want to go, if you want to go 65 miles an hour, you got to go 50 first and you got to go 55 then you got to go 60. So if we want to have the most successful podcast in the self-improvement space, we have to do episodes every day because that's what other people are doing. And we're going to get way better in terms of our own abilities if we do them every day. We'll be there in the, the pocket of our audience every single day. So it really is, it's not about the number. It's just about the fact that we want to be there every day. It's just, it's yeah, it's literally, it's just something you have to cross to get to the, the level that we're trying to get to. So I tell people this all the time, Francie, maybe you shouldn't do a thousand episodes. I mean, that's a possibility where a lot of other people are going to try to say, well, you should be doing what I'm doing. You should do it this way. Mm -hmm. I think you should do it the way that's best for you. And doing seven episodes a week and doing, you know, all the other stuff might not be what's best for you. So I don't want anybody to compare what they're doing or Francie, I don't want you to compare what you're doing to what we're doing because when the goals are different, the approach is different. And I think it's important to understand that. Oh, no. Yeah, I am not even going to go there. Seven (laughs) days. I I barely can handle two episodes a week. (laughs) And even now that I have a bunch of interviews scheduled, so like October is covered. And now I think I'm like three interviews to be done with November. Mm. So I'm excited about that. I'm like, oh, maybe I can do three episodes a week. But I'm like, nah, busy uh, season is coming with the post office. I'm good with two. But it gives people um, different perspective. Or if they do want this uh, podcast life, how you can do it. You can do it once a week. Some Mm -hmm. people do it every other week. Some people do it once a month. It doesn't matter. It's just to hit record that first time after Mm -hmm. you hit record. Mm -hmm. I did not expect that I was going to have over 70 episodes in eight months. Mm -hmm. So, but that first record, oh Lord. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard, but it's, it's one of those things where I always tell people this and I guess it's positive and negative. You're number one, you're probably not going to be very good in the beginning. Number two, most people aren't going to be listening to you in the beginning. So it's almost one of those things where 
you can kind of use it as a test run. Will people listen in the beginning? Yeah, but it's not going to be not a lot probably. And that's okay. I'm, I'm in this interesting place, Francie, where so many people are trying to teach people how to win right off the bat. And they're saying, if you do this, you'll be successful tomorrow. Here's the problem. If you haven't done it long enough, you don't know how to actually be successful tomorrow. And I think that's hurting people more than it's helping. I could tell you like, okay, this is what exactly what you should do. You need to post on social media every day. You need to be on your story every day. You need to do an episode every day. I need you to be getting on like five other shows a day. Now, listen to that. Imagine you trying to go do that right now. All of that that I just said. It wouldn't be sustainable for you. It wouldn't be healthy for you probably. But a lot of people are trying to say, well, if you do this five-step system, you'll be a millionaire next month. I do not subscribe to that. I don't think that's sustainable. And honestly, from what I've seen, and I've seen a lot of behind the scenes, most of that isn't real. Like 99% of that isn't real. But people, they want the quick fix, understandably. I wanted the quick fix too in the beginning until I realized that I don't think there is one. The secret for most people is hard work. It is, and time. Hard work plus time plus constant improvement equals success in parentheses eventually. Eventually it can happen. Not It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen every night. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, oh man, what is this saying? Slow and steady win the race, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep. Something That's like the that. One. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> I'm not good with Google quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and well, podcasting, I have another friend that she just started her podcast, but it's super niche too. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my gosh, I went from four listenings to one. I said, like, girl, be grateful for that <laughs> one. You're super niche and you're never on social media promoting your podcast. Right. How do you think people are going to come up? Because that's <laughs> another thing too that people think that you make a podcast and everybody's listening and and no i'm like maybe if i get lucky eight when i release the episode and then it goes to like mm, close to 20 Mm. at the end of the month so i'm super excited i mean i have no idea i think i got like seven friends that listen to it (laughs) besides that i don't know who else found my podcast so it's just amazing and it's a uh, consistency. Consistency. Mm-hmm. If you're not consistent, then and you have to know your mission. Why do you yeah. do it? Yeah, I love when I talk about consistency. I talk about the splits. I don't know. Maybe you can do the splits. I can't do the splits. If I tried to do the splits right now, we would have some problems. But if I practice the splits every day until this time next year, I'm willing to bet I'd be able to do them pretty easily. But if I only did it six days, six days a week, it might take a little bit longer. If I only did it five days a week, it might take even longer. If I only did it once a week, it may never happen. And I'm not saying you have to do something every day. But what I am saying is it's this interesting thing where in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you're 70 episodes in, but that also means you're only 70 reps in. So imagine doing 70 workouts and expecting to be in the best shape of your life. It might not work that way. That's the That's the interesting thing where You know, if you look at people who are the most successful musicians, they've written hundreds, maybe thousands of songs. That level of understanding that you're still very early. And if you just started your business two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, in the grand scheme of things, you're still very early. Our business is only five years old. All things considered, it's still very, very early in the life cycle of our business. If this business is going to be around for 80 years, 
I mean, that's not that, you know, we haven't been around for that long. We're only, we're a five-year-old. So I think it's under, it's interesting and important to understand the time perspective of everything you're doing too. Awesome. So yeah, tell me more about your business. Uh, what is it about? So our entire brand really is holistic self-improvement. So there's a lot of people. So we talk about health, wealth, life, and love. There's a lot of people who can talk to you about how to make more money, but they're not necessarily digging into the identity level of who you are, understanding that one of the reasons you might not be able to make more money is because you have money blocks and you have limiting beliefs and you are raised in a household that vilified money and wealth and rich people. So we try to take a holistic approach to self-improvement where we give you a deeper understanding of who you are as a human. And then we try to give you the tactics to take those out into the real world. And that's everything that we do. So that's the podcast seven days a week, but we do one-on-one coaching. We do group coaching. We do speaking engagements, events, retreats, a bunch of stuff, but we also have a bunch of free stuff. We do a free podcast, live podcast every week. Every month we do a free virtual event. We do free speaking. We do free training. So our goal really is to help people no matter where they are in terms of their awareness or their finances to help them to get to the next level of their life. That's why we have so much free stuff because not everybody can afford a coach and that's okay. We want to make sure there's somewhere for you in the business, even if you can't give us money. Amen to that. That's why I started the podcast, mm-hmm. you know, because I have so much knowledge when it comes to mental health. That's like my jam mm-hmm. <laughs> after podcasting. And because for the last decade, I have been fighting depression, the last six years, anxiety. Um, now it comes out that I created a new category for anger because I did my mental health evaluation. Mm. So I have learned so much. And now I'm learning so much about my brain, you know, that I want to share it with others. Yeah. Because especially about mental health is taboo for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard, you know, like right now I have a therapist because I have um, a health insurance. So not a lot of people are privileged to, to, to have that. Yeah. Um, I have a mentor as well. So I have been investing in myself and now I would love to share with others and have experts come in my podcast. So not only I'm learning, I'm teaching them too. So it's like, whatever I want to learn. That's why I was so excited when your profile came through. Podmatch, everybody <laughs> knows that's the greatest community for podcaster and guests that wants to be on podcast. So sure. check out Podmatch. <laughs> and, uh, you know, your mental health, do, do, can you share a little bit about uh, your journey? Yeah, yeah. So I never realized, I think I've always been anxious and I think I've always probably had some sort of anxiety. So the time I mentioned in the hotel, that wasn't the first time I had had suicidal ideations. I had them previously and I told my girlfriend at the time, I said, hey, I had this like really weird moment today where I didn't really want to be here anymore. Like I didn't plan on anything, but I was just like, honestly, I don't really think I want to do this anymore. This is what life is. I don't think it's for me. And she said, well, I think you should go see a therapist. And immediately it's like, no, I am not going to see a therapist because I'm a man and I'm strong and I don't need to talk about my feelings. But her and I had a a real authentic conversation. And I lived in Boston at the time. And I ended up like finding a therapist, driving to downtown Boston, which is the most 
anxiety-provoking thing in the world, parallel parking my car on the main road. And then I walked up this spiral staircase in this building to the first therapy appointment I'd ever been to. And I was thinking to myself, I'm going to cry. I don't want to answer these questions. This is going to be terrible. And it ended up being one of the best experiences of my life because I had a deep conversation with somebody about myself. And I learned about myself. I learned, she said, I think you have some form of PTSD. You definitely have anxiety. You definitely have depression. Those are things I didn't understand. I didn't know that about myself. So I went to that therapist for a while. I ended up moving and I found a new therapist. And I think I probably went to therapy for, I don't know, maybe like six to eight months. And I I really started to understand myself at a deeper level. And that helped me a lot. And then from there, and it's interesting too, because I know this isn't, this won't be the case for everybody. But when I started this journey, I my mental health got way better. And not necessarily like, I still was very anxious because I was living in anxiety, being broke, being in debt, not knowing how I was going to pay the bills in the beginning. That was really challenging. But I never had those thoughts again. And I don't know if it's because I'm way more fulfilled and I'm way more on purpose and I feel like I'm having an impact on the world. I don't know. But my depression has like basically gone away completely. I still have days where I'm I'm like, eh, this is tough, but it's never been like that. My anxiety has gone down tremendously to the point where I was having panic attacks before. And that was, I mean, that happened two or three times over the course of six months and it hasn't happened since. So I don't know. I think part of it is I'm way more mindful and I meditate and I understand myself and I've worked on myself. But I think the other part of it too is I get to do what I love. And while I'm unreasonably stressed, most of it is the stress that I've put upon myself. So it's a different, a different level and a different, variety of stress I would say oh my gosh I love that you mentioned that Mm -hmm. because like I say if I put 12 hours on podcasting it will like actually give me super energy Mm. superpower even though it's stressful because I have to learn people and do the description and learn and everything else 12 hours in the post office super draining Mm. And you feel like you can't breathe. Yeah, I love my customers, but the corporation is not my passion. Mm. So I'm learning that too, that now my co, uh, my friend uh, is like, oh my gosh, I wish I could do like you. I said, sweetie, this is a lot of therapy. This is almost two years of working with a mentor. Uh, a lot of books. There's a lot of things that mm. I have done to get here. So I love the you talking about self-awareness and talking about mental health with a male perspective, Mm. because from what I know, it's just women that deal with depression and anxiety. (laughs) It's, it's hard too, because it's like, I get asked that often. It's like, what did you do? Like, what did you do to get to where you are? And it's like, honestly, there's, we couldn't, I couldn't explain it to you in the amount of time we have. We'd have to do like days and days because it all started with me trying to be more self-aware. And I, so my business partner and my co-host is like a genius. So him and I go very, very deep on, um, what's an example? Okay. When, when blank happens to me, my ego flares. And then when my ego flares, I have to look at myself and say, okay, why is my ego flaring? Is it because I'm not, I don't feel good enough in this situation and I'm trying to protect myself. Okay. How do I stop that from happening? And that's what my life has been for the last five years is, trying to identify a problem, figure out what part I am playing in the problem, figure out what part of it is 
ego, what part of it is anxiety, what part of it is insecurity, and then figuring that out, that has been the most beneficial part of this journey for me. I mean, I've learned so much from books, but I just have learned so much about myself. And now at least I can go in and say, you know, during this meeting, it wouldn't surprise me if blank happened. How do I avoid that? Or at least become conscious enough of it in the moment where I can control it. And I think that's that's the ultimate goal that we're all aiming for is to actually have self-control to the degree that we want, to the degree, the degree that we desire. But that starts with knowing yourself. So even to your point, Francie, it's like when somebody says, what have you done? I can tell you the high level, but there's so many there's so many roots under everything that I've done that I don't know if we could ever really get there because it's very specific and it's very dependent on who you are as a person. It's, it's just deep. The depths are, are very deep. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> and you explain it in a way that I can't even understand it, you know, because it is true. You can't say everything that we have done to get to where we are today. Yeah. It has been baby steps here and there i do have uh and then podcast episodes <laughs> we can say that because i have like at the beginning uh it was my year of peace and of course day four i'm having a panic attack mm. <laughs> so, and i had just started the podcast so i was like well here's my survival kit for anxiety um i love how you say that you can like play different scenarios and like get yourself ready mm. for a situation that you think that it might get stressful for me that will cost me more anxiety yeah. <laughs> just thinking of different oh my god now that now that's happening now I just put it in the universe mm. uh what I do is I have um like a daily routine to make sure that I'm checking myself mm. on where my energy is mm. at yeah. You know, so different ways to uh, deal with depression or anxiety or any stressful situation. Yeah. Well, it's so important to know yourself. Yes. It's so important to know. Like I have days. Today is kind of a kind of a good example where it'll be the day before and I'll look at my schedule. And today I have and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. I have 11 back to back to back to back to back to back meetings. So from wow. 9 a.m. until I think 630. I have back to back to back to back to back to back meetings. And I looked at it and I get anxious. I was like, there's no way. There's no way that I'm going to be able to do this. I've done it before. It's not that I can't, but in my mind, it's like this, this is going to be a lot. And then I just tell myself, what I try to do is I look at the most recent and relevant information. The most recent and relevant information I have is I did this last week and it went fine. And at the end of the day, this is the interesting thing. I was so fulfilled. At the end of the day, I was like, that was awesome. Did that nearly kill me or what it felt like? Yes. But if the feeling at the end, I get that feeling again, that fulfillment of, I just gave it everything. I said that last week. My wife heard me. I said, I gave it everything. I gave it everything I had. I got nothing left. I gave it everything. But I think sometimes that's what fulfillment feels like. So I think it's, yeah, it, it's becoming aware of how do you react and what is your, what is your tendency? Like, what's your protector that comes up? What is your uh, what is your initial thought? I try to look at the most recent and relevant information because I think we catastrophize, well, what if? Well, what if didn't happen last time? What are the, what are the odds it happens this time? But again, that's my process and that's five years of doing it. 
and getting out of my comfort zone. So it's all personal and, and it all depends on what works for you. Again, I'll always say that the most sustainable thing for you is the thing that works for you, not the thing that works for me. Yep. And if you don't know yourself, how are you supposed right. to communicate that to others or um, even be self-aware? Yeah. Self-awareness is like the real Everything. deal. If you're not, Everything. yeah. If you're not self-aware, uh, you're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most important things in the world that it's very hard to learn. It's very, they're, they're, yeah, there are books that can help you with self-awareness, but so much of it is just reflection. Like when we get off this interview, I will say, okay, what did that go well? Okay. Why did it go well? Why didn't it go well? Did my ego flare? Um, do I feel like I was vulnerable? I'll tell you right now, I feel very in flow because I feel like you and I have a deep connection and I feel safe. Right. So that level of understanding, oh, that person made me feel safe. I could give more. That understanding helps me figure out, okay, why wasn't that a good interview next time? Oh, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel safe to express myself. I didn't care. I didn't feel like the, the host cared. I mean, that's happened to me before where I can tell they're just trying to get me off. It's like, all right, you're the next one. Like, cool, let's do this interview. Or I don't feel that from you. I feel connection. But it's it all starts with you asking why. Ask yourself, why am I afraid? So, okay, one of my, and I'm, I'm curious, I wonder if you'll resonate with this. One of my deep fears, Francie, I know it, it, it doesn't make any sense, is walking up to a door and pulling it and it not opening in front of other people. That's like one of my <laughs> core fears. I might have nightmares about that. Why? <laughs> because I'll look bad. Why, did, why, is that, why does that make me afraid? Well, because people will judge me. Why? Well, people might think I'm stupid. Why? Oh, because my self-worth and my self-confidence isn't high enough to actually say it's not that big of a deal. Like, if that's the worst thing that happens to me today, I had a pretty darn good day. But getting down to the root cause, I really, that's, that's it in a nutshell. Oh, that's, that's an easy example. That's just like a little <laughs> bit of anxiety. Right? <laughs> I have a good one. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm sorry. But <laughs> no, you're good. it was uh, coworkers, right? Mm. They're logical. Mm -hmm. I'm not logical. I'm fantasy. Mm -hmm. So he said something that it was logical. And I went into self-doubt, self-criticism. I mean, it took me 30 to 45 minutes to get back into my normal self. Mm -hmm. Then I talked to my boyfriend, who's logical as mm -hmm. well. And he's just waiting for it. That, oh, what is the, whatever, the mic drop or whatever, mm -hmm. waiting for that that conclusion of my story and I didn't want to say it because I knew his reaction was mm -hmm. going to be but he finally said okay so what was wrong with it and I was like he hurt my feelings mm -hmm. <laughs> so he started laughing I started laughing because we get it in the moment it feels like a huge deal yeah not looking dumb because it's a pull and you push or mm -hmm. vice versa and then for me misunderstanding what he said and it took me over 30 minutes to mm. get over it and then realizing that yeah it was just my feelings got hurt but I'm an adult I should be I should be able to handle mm. um you know being in a situation like that like it's nothing but I feel so vulnerable and it's not easy being vulnerable no it's it's difficult but even that is like well I shouldn't be afraid to open a door 
Like, I don't, I don't know that making yourself wrong is the, the play. I think it's just understanding why you feel that. I think that's more important than making yourself quote unquote wrong. Cause I know I've done that. It's like, Oh, I literally went to, I'm not even kidding. I went to dairy queen like a month ago. My wife and I were like, she was my fiance at the time. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to go to dairy queen. I need a blizzard. It's hot out. I want ice cream. Do you want me to get you anything? And she's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get this and this. And I, first of all, the line was like down the block. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I got to go inside. I'm wearing sandals with socks. I was not prepared to be seen by the public. Okay. Whatever. So I, I park in the back and I literally looked at the door. I'm, I'm not kidding, Francie. And I was like, is that door going to open? Is that door one of those locked ones that you can't go in? And I literally said, Kev, just go do it. Just prove to yourself. And this, here's the thought process. We have, we have a conversation with ourselves. One of two things can happen. I am the type of person who blanks. I am not the type of person who blanks. I, Kevin, am the type of person who goes and tries the door because it doesn't matter if it opens or not. Or I am not the type of person who is willing to to potentially look stupid. And that was the conversation I had. The door opened, everything was great. But I think just having that conversation with myself, I don't know, I think a lot of us deal with stuff like that. And I know it sounds silly, but if you deal with it, so much of that is a mindset identity issue of you feel like you are the type of person who is stupid because you're afraid of that. I know that's the way I felt. That's not true. It's a deeper cause. It's a root cause. It's probably abandonment. It could be rejection in the past. Like there's so many places that can go, but if you only take it for face value, you'll never get to the level of understanding that it's something in your identity. I know that's deep, but that's how change is really made. I could tell you to go, go do something every day that scares you. That's something you can do because you're changing your behavior and your behavior ultimately will change your identity eventually. But so much of the work that we need done is identity level, not behavior it's deep. It's internal, not usually external, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Take yourself out on a date. Mm-hmm. Get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself in a mirror, hey, girl, yep. you're rocking this grown-up shit even yep. though you're a hot man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had so much fun with this conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much for your time. Of course. This was wonderful. I love the personality. I love the energy. I love the vulnerability. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like my listeners to know about you? No, I, yeah, I would say I would like you to know more about you. That's it. If, you, if you're going to do anything, if you're going to research anything, don't look me up, look yourself up. That's what I would say, because that's going to help you in the grand scheme of things. Understanding yourself at a deeper level is, is, in my opinion, the number one thing you can do for success, for love, for everything. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Hope you have a blessed day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you like to stay in touch or like to support me in any other way, check out my Linktree Life with Francie profile where I have all of my social media, uh, coupons for my favorite stores, and more. Also, if you like this podcast, it will mean the world to me if you share it with your friends or leave a review. God bless. Don't stress. 
I'll be back with another episode soon.